Yep. And we back. If you blink, you might miss it. You gotta click it or ticket. You gotta go get the get it before it's gone. End it quickly, is it but gone? Life is short as a midget, but mine's a little LeBron. Been a minute since Eminem was a blonde. I need a peace prize, mom invented the bomb. A nigga wanted more, I would only sit on the lawn. A nigga up next, like strongly sent a cologne. I'm about to book a show at the dim, still dim a dumb. I still get hit up Sony today and get along. And shout out to Miss Sylvia Rome, we get along. But that boy advance gotta be bigger than Diddy Kong. I need stock and it gotta be Pippi Long. Can't stop, won't stop bopping like Diddy Song. My next two, I got eight legs like Daddy Long. I'm about to have two kids that like Daddy Song. We can be out here pleasing everybody. Hello everyone, we back, it's the Two Red Gringos, it's season six, we're out here, we know who we are, I think I think that was a good intro, we're not out here pleasing everybody, we know who we are, John Legend, speaking speaking the, the motto of the Gringos, um, it is it, your, host, your host, Phil Bakke, I'm joined as always by my Gringo in, uh, in, in crime, <laughs> Pat Staley, Pat how you doing? I'm, I'm I'm feeling good. I don't know about the in crime thing. That's <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, that's not. judgy. But yeah, no, yeah. And uh, we are joined by a very special guest today. Um, it is Stan White, a ledge of LFC Twitter. Stan, what's up, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen? Uh, great to be back. Been a long time coming. I'm uh, very thankful to be on with such. Uh, Two ledges as well of LFC Twitter. I just try to follow the lead that you guys have. Um, <laughs> Pat, you and the you and the, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Pat and Phil, both of you guys with the memes on fucking fire this year. Uh, you were killing me on uh, Friday with uh, with all those memes. The opening weekend of the season. This needs to see more of that content. It's the fresh shit I love. <laughs> Phil's leading the charge with our new content. You know, it's really centered on uh, negativity. Yes. <laughs> Directed, directed at other clubs. Yeah, I've I've found, and this is our new uh, content strategy for for the new season, season six, is uh, no no thought, not trying to be clever, um, a lot of stolen content, videos, jokes, um, ripped straight off other accounts, and that's <laughs> what gets the retweets. So just. Yeah. As you know, as thoughtless and uh, and as mu- as much video as possible. People oh, yeah. love a good video, so yeah, we we are just we're just going negative this year. That's that's all all you can do to get the attention out out in these streets. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we always kick things off with um, with our little intro. Pick your poison, and before we get into talking about kind of what we did over our summer break um, over the offseason. I want to talk about what you guys are bringing to the plate in terms of beer. Stan, you're the guest, and you always bring heat in the beer game. I want to see what you got tonight. Uh, kind of came tonight, but um, as a shout-out to uh, boys with some Midwest roots, I got some Lagunitas. <clears throat> I've got the Hop <laughs> Stupid. Oh, nice. <laughs> 8.0. I'm not going 14 like I did last time, but uh, <laughs> getting older, so it's hard to stay awake. But um, yeah, 8.0, hop stupid, goes down smooth, real clean. It's a little bit maltier for my IPA taste, but that's nah, still good. I like it. 
I like it a lot. Um, Pat, I mean, you said you were bringing in a choice that was going to anger us. Is I've been that... waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> told me Sam I mean, do you want to so... go last? Do you want, like, your big villain reveal? <laughs> well, only because... Yeah, let me go last because I feel like with Stan on, like, he's taking on the hop god right now. Hop god. I don't know how many things are in it. So Stan leads the charge. Now you come back with him. And... You know, as not not the anti-hero, the quality the quality beer that it is, but the true anti-hero. <laughs> I will finish. Um, oh, that shit sucks. <laughs> you don't like oh my gosh! <laughs> See, I can't no. even get beers right. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's a that's a basic that's a basic IPA right there. Oh well, see, that's I'm, I'm only scratching this right yes, now. Yes. Yes, sir. So I'm a. Uh, I I knew that Stan. Like I knew I had to compete to to maintain the Hop God status. So I made yeah. sure to go a little bit big, not too big, not not 14 big, but um, I've got the Avery Brewing Company double digit hazy IPA. It is 10 percent on the dot. That is a uh, New England style. It is fresh, potent, got a punch. I'll just, uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely brilliant beer, but yeah, ten percent. It's heavy, little bit on the uh, ABV, so we'll see how this episode goes. <laughs> like it, like it. <laughs> yeah, I think like kind of direct shots at Stan too. You know, not necessarily like Stan New England, but you know, kind of in the north <laughs> northeast territory up there. I don't know what a New England style is, but you know. It's, uh, that, it's so, that hazy. It's that hazy style IPA. That that juicy IPA. I knew, exactly. So I knew you guys were gonna come strong with the ABV. So, you know, I thought, how can I upset when we have my brother on? You know, what what's the douchiest beer I can go with? <laughs> and and I found like this six pack of like Minstella cans. Just <laughs> like Bruh. maybe like eight. Maybe like eight ounces. So hold up, I'm gonna try to get through this. The entire- no, actually, I'm just- that's, that's, is that real life? <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I wanted to anger you guys with the Stella, but actually, what I have is the uh, Habali Bach, six point three, dark. So local, well, not local because I think it's out of Baja, but you know, like a, a good like flavorful strong beer in honor of you know the hop gods that i'm in the presence of so salute i uh yeah cheers everybody um so next i want to just talk quickly about what um what everyone had going on over the off season because obviously it's a weird time for liverpool fans when liverpool aren't playing competitive matches um and in this little break that we had the couple of months um, I know we did some traveling or, you know, took some time. So Pat, what were you up to this summer? I don't know, man. I think I was working a lot traveling yeah. June, July, heavy stuff. Um, but no, I did get a chance to rub shoulders with, oh, did I tell, did I tell the story about United Airlines, Chicago, 
the European Cup at AJ Hudson's. <laughs> you, I know the story. Was but that on an episode? No, no. So here's we, here's we haven't recorded story. since you saw. I reach out. LSC. I reach out to the Chicago OLSC, and I'm like, "Hey, let's do like Champions Final replay or something." I'm getting into Chicago. Love to hang out with a group. Kind of hype everything up for Notre Dame. And I'm like, oh, you, they're going to put together maybe something small. Um, so they've got Ian Rush there, Peter Moore there, and they've got the number six. They've got big ears in attendance at A.J. Hudson's. So I make plans. I'm going to get there. I'm going to be there with uh, my brother and all, all the Chicago OLSC. Um, I pass out on the plane, and instead of landing in Chicago, we landed in Indianapolis. Um <laughs> Somehow the flight was diverted. We weren't supposed to get out of there until 2 a.m. I was able to sneak on another flight. Um, I landed in Chicago. A.J. Hudson had cleared, um, and I completely missed it. Got to see Ian Rush outside of uh, an awesomely packed bar in South Bend. Uh, it was cool to see, you know, obviously LSE tick on Dortmund. Didn't get a result, but it's preseason. So I don't really know if it, like I said in the, in the warm-up, I don't really know if it counts. Um but seeing like Van Dyke and others in the flesh, um, even from a few hundred yards away, is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I th- I'd say it counts. Like, yeah. Stan, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it. I think anytime you're seeing Liverpool play live, like, I don't think you can discount that, especially given you know what it takes to for us to travel and see you know a game <laughs> at, at, in England. Yeah, it's a it's a huge effort. So I mean, <clears throat> I. It, Anytime that you can get that opportunity, you can make it. You can make it work out. Uh, just with the traveling, and, you know. Uh, Pat was just speaking about you know getting rerouted and then traveling, getting seats, you know, accommodations. I mean, that's all. Um, it's all really strenuous. So just to be able to get into that seat and get into the arena is really huge. So uh, I'm sure that was probably just like great. You, you were at uh, you were out South Bend. Yeah, yeah. So we got, uh, okay. yeah, we got to hang out in South Bend. So flew in Chicago, hung out with family, uh, took the was it the South Shore, um, but I was a little too hungover to partake in the the backpack full of three one twos, and I can't remember what else was in there. Um, <laughs> I think I fell asleep most <laughs> of the trip. But yeah, took the train to uh, to South Bend to see the friendly. So, um, Stan, you get up, you get up to anything this, uh, over this break? Uh, no, I grinded. I just grinded. Um, we, uh, just, just worked a lot. We did, uh, manage to get down to Lake city about a week and a half ago. Uh, so that was like my only vacation. I didn't really have the time to really plan anything out just because, um, I don't know. It was a weird summer. It moved by like so fast. And then when I looked up, I'm like, Oh shit, we got like two weeks before the season starts. So, um, Yeah. yeah. No, just uh, just just worked and uh, tweeted. I, I, well, I guess my my biggest thing is uh, I tweeted a lot and I, I got back into touch with uh, you know you guys and all of and Twitter. I, I took some time away and just uh, guess I recalibrated, got my juices going. So that was good. I I, uh, I established relationships with uh, LFC fans, which is uh, that that are along my line of thinking. So that was fun. That was definitely a good experience. Absolutely. Yeah, I um I'm taking advantage of of getting like planned breaks still since my time in the army is is growing shorter um by the by the day. So um our planned break this summer we actually 
actually, me and my wife actually went out to Rome, which was amazing, like such a cool opportunity. Um, but like any summer vacation, and it's part of the it's part of the curse of <laughs> of being in, you know in married to a teacher is your breaks are tied often to when the football season is over. So <laughs> by the time I was in Rome, there was no real yeah. no real soccer going on um, as much as I, as I would have mm-hmm. loved to take in a Roma game. Um, I, uh, I, all, I had to settle for a, a stop by the team shop, and I paid back uh, 15 euros of, uh, you know, Mo Salah <laughs> and Allison's transfer fees for a scarf and, uh, and, and you know, let them know how, uh, how appreciative I was. Um, I but, feel like we gotta pay them back for like the next twenty years. Yeah. Everybody just give them a scarf. Yeah. You know, just keep flying out to Rome and paying fifteen euros. Well, Phil, you got was that in any way connected to your now AS Roma English follow on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I did get followed by by Roma. Um, I, I I think it was more in connection. I, and I gotta give credit. Um, and maybe we'll you know. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but obviously being here in El Paso, it's been a pretty crazy week. Um, but Roma signal boosted one of the big fundraisers uh, for victims of the shooting, which was amazing. Awesome. Like so cool um, for them to do that. Cause obviously there's you know no obligation for them to do anything like that. Um, so yeah, it was just a really, really cool. Um, so I, I got followed in the immediate aftermath of just, basically thanking them for doing that. Um, so I think it was more connected to that, to that, but yeah, just a, a, a really cool moment. Um, and just, I don't know, one of those things that kind of, uh, just shows the positive power that, that football can be, um, and the, and the positive impact that it can have. Cause so often we get caught in the like negative, crazy, um, over the top, you know, rivalries, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, like if someone can make an impact like that by, you know, sharing with their millions of followers, this, this, uh, fundraiser is just really cool. Um, but (laughs) the season is back and we have now played two games. Well, I guess three technically competitive games, if we're counting the super cup as competitive, um, and the community shield, but, the ones that we want to talk about are the prem, the Premier League season opener and the Super Cup, which was played today against Chelsea, where we took home some more silver, silverware. So we'll start with the opener. And, I mean, Stan, with this one, kind of a weird game, right? Like, we were very clinical going forward, but maybe didn't look our best across, you know, kind of the whole team. What were your impressions of, of this first game in the premier league against norwich such a high line such a high line <laughs> especially that first like 30 minutes you see like verge and uh was that verge and jomez is sitting at the like midfield point and i'm just going uh yeah. all right guys uh anytime they could counter and um you know uh is that a uh not mape but their other uh, i forget the name of their striker their front man Oh, uh, Pookie championship. Pookie, yeah, 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 Pookie. Yep. Uh, you know, <clears throat> they, they made some great combinations and took advantage of the high line that we played. I know that we wanted to stress an emphasis on getting out the quicker starts and not waiting until the second half to uh, to uh, attack and really press. So 
it, it's kind of like they're still trying to find the um, the balance of that because usually you know, very solid, very tight defensively, uh, and maybe not uh, maybe not so uh, courageous in the final third. But um, you didn't see any of that. It felt like we could have popped in five in that first half, and that that just opening twenty minutes was just. Uh, I haven't seen that Liverpool since uh, seventeen eighteen. To be perfectly honest. Pat, I mean, with with that, do you, did you find that encouraging or or troubling in terms of the that first performance? Well, I mean, we won four one, so four <laughs> nil uh, in the first half. Uh, Sarah, yeah. I love that shout of like seventeen eighteen because it, it it felt a little bit more like that. It it, it and I don't know, and I kind of put down like, hey, do we did Norwich look good or? Were we just a little shaky? Um, obviously not in attack, because even with Origi on the left flank um, filling in for obviously an exhausted Mane, like the attack was just it stands right. Like it, at minimum should have been five, right? Like towards the end of the first half, like Firmino kind of, you know, caught it, caught it stepping in an awkward direction and bobbled it. Um, but it easily could have been more, right? But then at the same token, maybe Norwich could have had an extra like one or two. Uh, in the first so it yeah you know I I want to give them I want to give them credit I don't want everything to be like you know a defensive fault or an error um but it definitely looked I don't know so much about Genie's side but Hendo's side I don't know if it's you know uh difference between Gomez and Matip I'm always going to bat for Gomez but yeah definitely promising to see like Salah like the game for Mino had was ridiculous, but to see the front three kind of firing um, in almost this kind of just, you know, where we have committed to Trent, we always have, um, but but we excuse the midfield now. So we're giving like Trent and we're giving Robertson uh, the keys to kind of create from attack. I think we saw that in the Eagle too from Trent's just bull as I call them, but no promising. Um, but still, I think a couple question marks are lingering about um, how, how we're going to click um, outside of the front three. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those where each time we got forward, we were threatening and it's kind of how Norwich set up. I mean, they're, they're okay. very much an attacking team. Um, so, for the season to start out, first game of the season, and not just you know Liverpool's first game of the season, but the first match being played in the Premier League, for it to open with the own goal from a newly promoted team, is that just... We, we I think, both made the joke on Twitter, Pat, and, and Santa, let me know if you agree with this, but like it's one of those where it's like, shithouse as you mean to go on. Like, score the <laughs> shithouse goals that will you know be vital come come the the business end of the season uh when you're looking back i mean i hate to say it but goal differential it matters i mean we saw last year it was uh it was a major major part of uh of the title race so yeah no i agree completely Pat, I know, I know your reaction. You you were going back to uh, to classic movies for your reaction um, <laughs> to this one. Just the the devious Home Alone two Grinch smile and transitioning to who's the actor? Uh, 
Oh, the guy oh, who plays the concierge or whatever? Yeah, in Home Alone yeah. 2. <laughs> well, but anyway, it's just any time, like, you know, something super, like, kind of, like, weaselly is happening, That that's my go-to. He's like the ultimate weasel in there. Um, but, uh, you know, I love it. Like, last season I was committed to, and I think this fits in with our new content approach of really focusing on negativity and banter. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but anytime like we can shit house our way into a goal, like something like kind of shady happens in our favor, we've been waiting a long time for these things to start going in our favor. So I'm just going to celebrate every single moment we have of that and to kick the season off with a pretty, pretty bad own goal too. like not <laughs> even just like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? Like just kind of kind of finish it off for us. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season now. The the second the second goal in in how it comes together, there's a little bit of luck in the buildup. Um as as Trent's getting down the right, there's a couple of tackles that go in, ball kind of gets away from it from a couple of players, eventually falls to Mo. It goes to Bobby. Bobby plays the a a perfectly weighted soft cushion pass through for Mo. And I think Pat, you you noticed it at the time, um, but that little touch that Mo takes just before he applies the finish, mm. there's something something about that that's underappreciated. Yeah, and especially when you see it like in real time. Uh, you d- didn't see it at first because all that stuff's happening so quick. But then when you see the initial replay and they're kind of focused right on like zooming in on Mo, you're like. Oh my God! Like you know, that's that's the stuff he's doing like regularly. Like, but then in slow mo, everything just looks just perfect. You know, if it, it, if I receive that pass, it's going thirty yards in the other direction. Um, <laughs> if, if most Norwich players receive that pass, it's going fifteen yards in the other direction. So Mo had that, and then I think a little bit later on with that little back heel almost chip or something that he did to set him up. I mean, it was just. You know he's operating on on a different level. So not just not just firing and, and finishing well, um, but the way he and Firmino linked up in that match was just I don't know. I'm I'm getting all excited over here. <laughs> I mean, Stan, a big talking point basically all of last season was Bobby Firmino getting going and clicking and and really at a lot of times last season. Um, especially towards the beginning, there were games where he felt, you know, it felt like it took him time to get into it and, and not really, he wasn't really fully kind of acclimating to, to these games. Now, first game of the season, straight off the back end of a Copa America win with Brazil, he looks at his very, very best. Yeah, it's it seemed as if he didn't have to drop back nearly as much on uh, on Friday night. Um and I didn't. I only watched one match in a Copa. It was against Argentina, where I was yelling at the screen because uh, it looked <laughs> like Bobby was going to get hurt. Shit, Housery from Argentina. But um, yep. uh, I, I feel as though Bobby's taking this uh, this new. I want to say almost a ten role, um, and that's the role we've all been kind of screaming for him to to, to take on. Not uh, have to drop back so much in the midfield. And it's the key point. Point though is whomever is on the right 
of Fabinho, so whether it be Hendo or Wijnaldum or vice versa, they'll swap, is that that role, that right side midfield role is like kind of critical to Bobby not having to drop back. And I didn't see Bobby having to drop beyond the halfway line maybe a handful of times, especially in the first half. He was, he was just sitting right on top of their midfield. So um, with that, within that allows him to just really take on the creative side that we all love to see him uh, uh, use and facilitate. Um, we may not even see Bobby get 15 goals this year, but we will see him play a pivotal role in every goal scored. It, it, it was kind of crazy. Like it felt like there were a lot of shouts and I think Bobby Firmino actually ended up winning man of the match. Um, from the fan vote <laughs> afterwards, yeah. despite not scoring in a four-one, so that I don't. I think it shows obviously the appreciation that the fans have for what Bobby does, um, but I think it also is showing just what an impact he's already having um, early on the in the season, and it's something that we saw that first um, preseason game back against Lyon, where I'm thinking, okay, Bobby's not even fit to put to play that much. And he looked yeah. on a totally different level from last season. Um, the him being on a different level was was kind of encapsulated in the skill in the goal he should have not should have scored, but he deserved <laughs> to score. The ball goes up into the air as he waits for it to come down. He takes it with his left foot, and Tim Cruel um, gains seven years of bad luck for keeping that from flying into the net. Yeah, <laughs> and he hit one. Was it in the community shield too, where he hit a volley like just so clean, but you know, right, right at the keeper too. So maybe a third time, third time's a charm for Southampton. <laughs> I mean, the the third goal, it's Van Dyke, and it's he. He did one of these against Porto as well in the Champions League last season where it looks it it, it looks like he's not even trying. There, yeah, there's no against children. <laughs> it is. It like, looks like that though. It, it really looked like they put a child on him. Now I'm just like <laughs> are you, and I watched the replay back a few minutes before we came on just to kind of remind myself. I'm like it looks like I would have stood a better chance against Verge on that on that one right there. Like what what? what you, Kid looks like he's not even 19 years old, fresh out yeah. of high school. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I felt bad for him, right? Like, yeah. you're yeah. Tasked, <laughs> tasked with marking this behemoth. Um, and it in those situations, the ball is really good from Mo as well, which we, we haven't seen a lot of goals from Mo corners, I don't think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's... But, uh... It's usually if um, if they have Shaq out there with the left foot, uh, right, uh, with the the upswinger or what have you. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, agreed. Um, so Mo getting the assist as well, but Verge. I mean, you you guys saw <laughs> the meme afterward, but the look on his face after scoring that goal is is actually kind of mean spirited. Well, <laughs> no, it is. Not only that, but he's also upping the celebration of that goal. Is just like. He's starting to celebrate like the statue or the monument that that he is like built as. And then, did you see? All, I think I can't remember who, whether it's LFC or I just saw somebody else tweeting it. But it was it, like Verge is doing like different poses in front of like the Super Cup, 
like <laughs> legitimately like 15 different poses like you know on like hand on the chin like kind of arms out so <laughs> that was b-boy style right there he was yeah. crushing up uh, brooklyn <laughs> in 1989 it, it was yeah like he's on the the porch stoop and all that but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm expecting double digits from Burgess here. Just, just looking, looking at what he's doing. I'm that's, calling it out. Double digit goals across all competitions, right? Not, not double digit or no, double I'm Premier League. Premier League. I'm going Premier League. <laughs> oh, man, ten. I like it. Ten fact, Premier League I, goals for Verge. The the corner. I'm serious. The, <laughs> the FM corner exploit, like on full on full display um just in real life um yeah the third i mean there's not really much else to say about it aside from the fact that he literally just holds that that child down while he while he heads the ball home it's absolutely ridiculous um but the fourth um i mean you brought it up earlier but all uh, the main thing about the fourth trent just those are balls what those are balls. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so Trent putting in absolute balls, just picking up where he left off last season. Drops one on a dime for our boy Big Div. Um, mm. I mean, it. Trent's contribution we're expecting to be pretty much on the same level as last season, right? Like that's we're looking for that twelve, thirteen, maybe even oh, yeah. more assists this year you know just just casually casually breaking records yeah. and setting that as <laughs> setting that as the norm but no let's still keep debating whether it's him or Juan Bissaka that's the best right back in the league um that ball was so good like I don't know how many times that we have talked about like the and often it was Milner at left back I want to say um but just this lazy, like, oh, we get complacent. Let's loft some balls into the box. Um, and I was just kind of like, you know, slap my knee, you know, like an old person, like, oh, shucks. Um, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm okay now. Like Trent, even Robertson, like just heave them in there, heave them in there. Especially big divs in there. Like between like Origi, Firmino, and surprisingly, I think the best out of all of them is Mane. Like we've got people that can just our, our, our quality uh, in the air, whether it's two inches off the ground or zero, like like Verge showed <laughs> us. Uh, I'm cool with it. I'm never going to get frustrated again. Like, it's just kind of like Klopp and transfers, like full trust. Yeah. Full trust. You want to <laughs> lock that ball into the box, I'm just going to assume Big Div's making a run and, and we'll just connect sweetly to it. The, I mean, there's something about, some of of Trent's crosses that just from the time he hits the ball you know that there's going to be at least a a shot if not you know if not a goal but there was something about that ball to Origi where it felt like a goal from the time it left Trent's foot yes so (laughs) sweet I mean I I said at the time um do you think Stan? Do you think Div's locks are given are giving him a little bit of an advantage heading the ball, um, where he's sending keepers the wrong way, as his uh, you know his hair's going one way but the ball's going the other way? Yeah, I could. See, I never thought about it like that, <laughs> but I mean it, it. It's definitely it can be like a sleight of hand almost. Like you think it's 
suddenly his head swerves to the right and the ball's going completely past you. Yeah, that's actually that's a good shot right there. Um, they can definitely you only have split second as a keeper to really you almost have to guess where the ball's going before making a save. So a little distraction. Peacocking. <laughs> Stan with the uh with with Div, like obviously he's had to he's had to um you know, he played a big role in a lot of games last season filling in for our for our front three. Uh he's had to fill in for Mane early on this season with him coming back from AFCON. Um Div's contribution. Do you I mean they they locked him down to a new a long-term deal. Do you see I mean like is there any reason that we should question Origi's placement in the team? Uh I think what Klopp has has him as as a the first forward off the bench now. Um as at this point we did see more of Shaq in that role coming off as like a uh yeah, almost like given a, he was given like that free role. Shaq right. was uh, middle of last season before all of his injuries and whatnot. But uh, I, I love the role that he has now because with with Divock, it's going to be match fitness and it's going to be how sharp can he stay. And obviously, uh, if he the more he gets on the pitch, he's going to make an impact. I mean, you just saw it at the end of last season. You're still seeing it now. It, it, the more he's on the park, the more chances that he'll create for himself. Um, and that's a beautiful thing because uh, that's the perfect. He could start. He could start if someone, yeah. God forbid, gets hurt. But uh, you know, it, he he's not just someone where we look on a match sheet uh, and say, "Oh, Dibby's in there. Oh, we're not going to get anything out of it." We know that he's going to make an impact, whether it be for twenty minutes or ninety. Yeah, I think he showed that too, Stan versus versus Nord. Like, got the start and just carried carried that left side. You know, yeah. he's not Mane. Yeah. Because Mon- Mane's in in another world on from another planet, but uh, <laughs> he did. He, he he just he played with confidence, and I think that why, why shouldn't he after last season? But yeah. I think that that might have been a little bit lacking before, where we did think like you know against Everton, like what's the point of bringing Origi on? Bags a winner, Newcastle, like Barca, yeah, you know everybody. Like so he's if he's playing with confidence, yeah. I, I don't know how many. What do you guys want to shout out for for Origi to uh, to bag this season? I'll do prem. I'll do ten prem and uh, fifteen overall. Oh, that's a good number. Yeah, I th- I, I, that's probably in the right in the right area. Um, his, I was looking at the stats actually um, <laughs> in designing that not designing <laughs> in making the meme of that girl tasting the, uh, <laughs> the drink and, you know, LFC fans, uh, opinions of Origi because he was in like the, the worst team of Liga Un, uh, the, the Uri was on loan and then he showed up and, and scored some important goals in the Europa league has a bad loan spell at Wolfsburg. And now he's like a legend because he scored some, some massive goals, including against Barcelona and against Tottenham in the champions league final. Oh, so, um, that, oh, that was right there. Backy, that was good. <laughs> that was worth there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, uh, I was looking at his returns and his, I think his best goal return in a season was 13 in all comps. Um, in 15, 16, when we went to the Europa yeah. league final, um, so yeah, I, I would say an improvement on that, like hitting the, you know, 
like you said, Stan, I think getting up into the 15, maybe, maybe a little more, um, I think it all depends on, on the health of the front three. Um, cause I think we, he could probably see a better goal return if there is, you know, and again, God forbid, um, but if there is an injury, then he could probably see a better goal return than than if everybody stays healthy all season. Yeah. I mean, also, I, I, I hate yelling play to kids, but I mean, are we going <laughs> to see a little bit more of Brewster? You know, I, I, I it, it seems like it's his year, but is it? You know, it's like yeah. we're ballot across so many fronts, and I, I'd hate to just run him out there for the League Cup, but, you know, it's it's tough to balance. So, I mean, yeah, Divi's definitely going to – his numbers should see a, a, a slight spike this year, given that he is that number four forward now. Yeah. First man off the bench. Because Origi what? Origi's taken his chances. Some huge, some huge friggin' chances. But I think Bruce will get that shot, but, you know, he's got to take the chances. Like, if it's League Cup, if it's something else, um, if he's got minutes. But I think we've seen the quality from Brewster to at, at least to believe that he's going to put the ball in the back of the net when he's, when he's got those minutes. Um, before we move on to the Super Cup, um, our, our first match day opponents, Norwich, obviously as a newly promoted team, it's always kind of a question mark of, of what is that team going to look like when they get to the Premier League. Everybody, you know, last season was high on Fulham. When they got in, they got relegated in absolutely last place. So... Um, <laughs> Norwich, given the performance, obviously they get beat four one, but they get beat four one by the European champions. You know that's not <laughs> that's not that uncalled for in terms of a newly promoted side. Yeah. Did did you guys think that Norwich um, had enough about them, or do you think that they'll be an interesting side to watch, or are they just straight back down to the, to the championship? Stan, why don't you take this one? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tough call because, I mean, they were the champions of the championship last year. And you saw with Wolves uh, in 17-18, they fared fairly – they fared decently. Actually, they, yeah. they, they shocked the league. I mean, everyone knew of their talent with Neves. And then they just, you know, with Matinho and their, and their recruits – um, they they certainly fielded a, a competent side, so I think that's like the biggest thing is to be able to get points. Um, I I don't know enough about Norwich. I, I'll be totally honest. I didn't watch enough of them last season. I heard that they were an, uh, an attacking side, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Pat. That they are an attacking side. That they like to keep it wide open. And honestly, that's going to be a better mindset than um, than with uh, you saw with uh, Cardiff last year, and even Fulham. Uh, after they sacked um, their Serbian uh, gather, um, they switched them to like a old style four four two, and they just you know uh, they just were very conservative, very negative in their, in their approach. I think to be successful in the Premier, if you don't have world class talent, uh, you you do have to open it up. Uh, you see, that's why Bournemouth stays up every year. That's why you know Wolves made the uh, transition so easily. Um, yeah. Uh, even West Ham, I mean, they can open it up from time to time. So, any and outside of the top six, if you want to to get ahead, you got to open it up. I think Norwich has that capability. Um, I don't know, maybe mid table, maybe they might get into a relegation scrap. It's really tough to say. And Tim Krul is a decent keeper. That's a that's another thing too. You have to have a a, a quality keeper, and, and Tim Krul's not um he's no Becker. Uh, he's probably not even Adrian. 
But, <laughs> um, but with that said, if you have someone who's competent in goal and you have a wide open style, attacking style play, you'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Stan, it's a good shout, too, to say that they've got to be able to attack, right? And I think they show that. Like, they were committed to playing out from the back, to linking up in midfield um, and trying to get past, usually on the right, towards Gomez. Um, but they created some dangerous chances, and they didn't necessarily do it. You know, I, I say this knowing that the first half was 4-0 and then easy to take your foot off the gas. But I think when looking back at the XU was something like 1.8 plus the own goal. Um, so it wasn't like we necessarily ran rampant. But again, you know, for the first 45, um, I think we certainly did. But it, they, they didn't look like they were in shambles at the back either. Right. No, no, and they, they they play in triangles. So I, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if that's really considered like the pep way or whatever, uh, tiki taka. But I mean, they yeah. they know how to keep the ball tight, uh, and they know how to play within a certain amount of space to open up another patch of area, another patch of grass. So they know yeah. how to open teams up. They they yeah. and they proved it in the first half. Yep. Yeah, I think I think they'll be an interesting team to watch. I'm actually I'm actually really encouraged after this first week um, by the newly promoted sides. Um, Sheffield United obviously grinding out a result um, against Bournemouth, but um, but Aston Villa given given Tottenham a tough uh, basically 75 minutes. Um, yeah. I'm 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 really encouraged by the way that they're playing because I don't want to see a repeat of some of the, the promoted sides from last season where they came straight up and just weren't just weren't cut out um, for yeah. the for the Prem. Um, let's not let's not get too carried away in giving Aston Villa credit. Because yeah. next thing you know, they're gonna weasel their way into like a League Cup semi or FA Cup semifinal and then you're gonna have to deal with that dude at the bar again who's screaming, Who are you? We're gonna be getting shouted down so by the Villa, Villa can always like perpetually drop. Yeah. Like I kinda get excited to say, Oh, Villa's back in the Premier League and then I think back to that that day at Corner <laughs> that Tavern <month>. with <laughs> Yeah with that with just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was wearing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was wearing like the red poppy or whatever. But just yelling at us the whole time. Like that's not how we do things here. <laughs> Unless it's Alexi Lawless, and then yeah. Stan can yell. At yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see uh, to see Norwich, especially. I I think, and maybe this is brought on by uh, by the fact that they also have a German manager. Um, but they're they kind of give me of a similar vibe to the way that Huddersfield played in, in their first season in the premier league, um, under David Wagner. And, um, so I think there is potential there to, you know, if they, like you said, Stan, if they have the courage to kind of stick by their, um, their principles and, and play, um, you know, attractive attacking football, I think, I think they could, uh, they could easily outclass some of these sides that, have been in the Premier League for a while and have just been like clinging on to life. Um, Southampton comes to mind uh, immediately <laughs> as they got beat pretty badly by Burnley in the opening weekend, three nothing. So um, yeah, the concern Norwich didn't spend though, did they? Uh, not definitely not big. I mean, most of their eleven they they were making a pretty big deal out of out of the fact that I think it they were starting nine of the 
11, like yeah. of their main 11 from last year. Um, yeah. So that really just That's a couple really of signings. That's really huge, to have continuity to, you know, just kind of keep who the guys who got you up because uh, Fulham yeah. put out, what, like $200 million and look where it got them. So right. that's another thing, too. Just keep the guys that, that got you there and keep try to keep everything compact. Yeah. Um, but so that so Liverpool ends the first weekend, solid victory over Norwich. Um, and we head into this weird competition, the UEFA Super Cup against Chelsea, my first question, and I'll just throw this out there, is why? <laughs> why? Why? Just why? Why? Why, <laughs> why are you so negative about the Super Cup? Is my first question. Okay. Why number two is why? Why are these things so far away? Mm-hmm. Like we love we love Istanbul, right? But like if it's before before the season starts or maybe during um like like the initial break or something like that then cool mm. but like the amount of travel like just stuck in between even for chelsea like chelsea played what sunday and, and then then it kind of hit me like why was that chelsea squad versus united so weak but with that being said let's clear the air like the community shield classified like friendly Right. Yes. Yeah. Like Beth says Community Shield is not a competitive fixture. Nothing yes. counts in it. Sure. Like it would have been cool to have any time you can lift a trophy. Right. It's a right. little. It's like a slight step up above like uh, whatever fake summer friendly. <laughs> the Autumn Cup. The, the international International Champions Cup. <laughs> like those don't count at all. The Community Shield is like maybe you can throw it in there, but it's not like it's not like a major trophy. Um, right. Super Cup, I'm not going to call it a major trophy, but I think a lot of the clubs do. But it is a full-on, like, recognized competitive fixture by, I believe, UEFA. Yes. So why you're bringing all this negativity? So, like, had we lost, yeah, bring bring on the negativity. <laughs> but we get Hendo doing his little dance, lifting, lifting the trophy. Um and here you are bringing your negative, your goddamn negativity. I don't need. It. <laughs> um. Okay, the travel is more so the concern. The timing of the match is a concern. Um, the fact, the fact that we're having to play 120 <laughs> minutes against Chelsea, who are two hours down the road from Liverpool. It's a two and a half hour train ride from Liverpool to London. And yet we're having to we're having to fly all the way to Istanbul to play against Chelsea, um, and we have to play Southampton in three days in the league, in a league in which we literally cannot afford to lose. It's just <laughs> the way things are set up right now. We cannot have one off game for thirty eight in the league, and so that's why. The negative. I'm just getting stressed out because of because of <laughs> Manchester City. That's why I'm stressed yeah, out. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Stan, what do you what do you think about the Super Cup? Like, is it obviously it's kind of a weird fixture, but is there still something to like having this this kind of European competition at the beginning of the season? The timing is definitely inauspicious. Midweek just got out of the first 
uh, PL match, one of the most intense leagues in the world, and then you have to kind of shift gears to European focus when it's not necessarily in uh, it is competitive, but it's it's not a it's not a group stage tie, you know. Right. And that's what we usually yeah. get geared up for midweek this time of year. Not even this time of year, a little bit later on, you know, when it starts getting colder. Um, uh, why couldn't we have just? I know ticket allocation, everything in Istanbul was the kicked out site. Blah 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 blah. Why couldn't we have just said, "All right, guys, you know what? Let's save everybody a bunch of money and time. Go to Wembley. You know, might be home field advantage for Chelsea or whatever." But I mean, this is all right. I'm I'm bullshitting and I'm wishing, um, <laughs> but also a pain the ass to have to go. I knew it was going to go 120, and then I knew it was going to go in the goalies. Oh yeah, I just. Yeah. I just <laughs> just the way that that match ebbed and flowed, and I was like, no one's going to have a two-goal lead. It's Both teams are going to keep it really tight, especially when you go into the final third, the final 15 of the match. Ah, it was just very frustrating. So, I, I mean, the whole time, like, I want to win this, and I want to, <laughs> you know, see Hendo lift our trophy. But conversely, it's like, man, if we fucking lose and then drain everybody for 120-plus, like – What's that going to look like on Saturday, and how mad am I going to become Saturday night? So, <laughs> it, it, it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Almost, I, I it's weird because I, I I don't even really have the satisfaction of a cup victory out of this. I do, but then it's like, at, and, and the whole time in the back of my mind is just Phil. I'm right there with you. It's just what is that? What impact is that going to have for the weekend? What what are we? How are we going to look at St. Mary's? That is not a walk in the park, and I'm almost guaranteed that Hassan Hoodle, uh, Hassan Hoodle is going to be lighting a flame under their ass because they got their they got their teeth kicked in this weekend. So yeah. uh, again, <laughs> all that is just running through my mind, and it's like 120, 120, 120. Like yep. <laughs> travel in the miles. Hey, I get it. If it's going to make their money too, but uh, it's not ideal. Um. So. It's a it's a strange one too because obviously Klopp is is trying to manage this uh, or manage the squad through this. Um, he starts a lineup that is nearly full strength, like just shy of full strength. Um, what did you guys make of the of the decision to he he does it he starts without um, without Bobby. Um, starts Sadio and and Mo and Div, um, or sorry Ox up top, and then um, the uh, ops to sit Trent uh, and play Joe Gomez at right back. What did you guys make of the of the lineup? And is there a little bit of worry caused by that first half performance in just in terms of how the team how our team dealt with the the changes in the lineup i think we were expecting to just roll over chelsea after seeing what they did against united but the fact was they didn't play like that horribly against united the scoreline definitely flat flattered the manx but um but but no and then of course they fielded a much more Jorginho with uh, with Conte, they fielded a much more experienced uh, team, especially with uh, Giroud up top. Um, but no, I, I I'm cool with, with Gomez at right back, even though he was just he was just poor today. And I now I'm looking back in hindsight. Now I'm thinking, how good has he been? 
you know, with the community shield, um, and then also against Norwich as well. Um, so it's kind of like this, you know, scratching at my brain, but I don't know. The one that confuses me is Ox. Like, and we saw that in the first half, like I completely forgot that, that he was even playing honestly, like honestly forgot, like got excited by the lineup, but then you kind of realize like, what's he doing at left wing, right? Even at right wing, which might be more, more familiar for him. It's not his strong suit. Like, make him like a more dynamic eight or a little bit more dynamic eight um, in the midfield, and he'll thrive. But just out on the wing, I mean, I don't know. Especially coming off uh, like a long injury too, I, I don't know what we were expecting. So even if it was like uh, a Rigi up there, I think we're talking about a different game altogether. We saw Firmino come on and. You know the the game switch like that, so that was the only question mark for me. Like maybe he's looking for with Nabby out. That's how I kind of feel. Like maybe he wanted to go with Nabby at that spot, but even that's just like you're not getting the most out of these players. Like switch it to a four-two-three-one, maybe. But in that four-three-three with you know Fabinho's going to be isolated. He's not going to get the sport he needs. So the the Ox one kind of puzzled me um but but yeah he was he was non-existent and gomez was just you know pretty much a liability i'd say too but you know still early so we'll we'll, we'll see how that that continues to shape out the the assertion or the continued assertion by commentators that liverpool american liverpool fans were conflicted by oh. this match um Stan, can you can you speak on this a little bit? Because I, is this like a Bleacher Report or like TNT talking point that I missed with yeah, my illegal stream? Yeah, um, yeah. Where yeah. they say, "Oh, American LFC fans will be feeling will be feeling conflicted about this um, with Pulisic playing, you know, playing decently." Um, Stan, just I'm I'm just going to let you speak yeah. on this for a little bit. Just you yeah, have the floor. Yeah, because I know you, you spoke. We spoke about what's grinding my gears. What I want to unleash on uh, this. This is definitely a part of it. We need to stop. And you know what? BRTNT, do better, please. I, <laughs> no one gives a fuck about that little whitey small brat from Hershey. I don't <laughs> care. He still looks like he's a twig. Ah, oh. okay. Look, shout out to him. He's he's made a hell of a lot of progress. Uh, as a footballer, as an individual talent, probably the best uh, U.S. M&T product uh, for a, a while now. Let's just say like a good five, six years. But just because of the fact that he hails from the U.S. does not mean that we need to line up every analyst. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm trying to be. Uh... <laughs> Save it. Save it, Stan. <laughs> Save it. But can, can, can we just not? kiss his ass so much can we not mention him every every other uh sentence and 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 just the fact that you know NBCSN was doing this too yeah it's uh and, and a lot of his talking heads on twitter that we all see that we all see and follow it's just it, it's Pulisic watch and it's that's cute when he's playing in the bundesliga but this is our league and i mean there we actually do have world-class stars from top to bottom on uh, and chelsea too uh, this Pulisic watch is just going to be the death of me. And when I saw that, when I, when I heard 
I actually watched the halftime coverage. When I when I saw that, I was just like, you know, I wanted to really throw my remote at the TV because it's like, no one's conflicted. No one cares about yeah. him. I care about the guys that are wearing Liverpool crest. And if you're not wearing that crest, fuck off. Simple as that. Simple as. <laughs> simple, simple as. I love and, it. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll stop myself there because uh, I could go on. But uh, and that was just totally ignorant by Stu Holden and Stevie Nash. Just terrible. No. Shock yeah. that an NBA player. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't provide quality European football quality. I just, I just think, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a, a mistake that, um, or not. Yeah, no, it's a mistake. It's a mistake that American uh, media outlets have have made about American uh, soccer fans for a long time, and that is that there is no game outside of you know the the u.s men's national team and you know every four years the women um <laughs> that's that is what it's always been reduced to and it's always been okay what storyline can we push that hits like the casual fan or whatever but the people who are waking up and watching nbcsn the people who are watching bleacher report um watching champions league games primarily have a rooting interest with a club and not they're not tuning in just to watch Christian Pulisic play. That's that's not your I think it's I think it's a an underestimation and it almost a an insulting that's been going on for a long time in the way that American media outlets cover soccer because it's an it's an assumption that the that the average American watching soccer has no idea what they're looking at. And, yeah. and just only tuned in because they recognize this name because he was on, you know, Sports Center or in Sports Illustrated. Like, that's the extent of our understanding where we have so much more history with the with Liverpool than this kid who came from Dortmund. And, like, obviously I'd like him to do well as an American, but... When he's playing for Chelsea, I do not care one bit whether he's yeah. performing or not. Well, it, you hit the nail on the head. That's <laughs> like the the Americanized coverage of him is like insulting to us. So even see like NBC to get into it who have been like notorious – I got to tiptoe this now because <laughs> I got to be careful about giving NB, NBC and – plot it's for all that crap but like the the coverage of Pulisic is like yeah it's almost like this show for how it was Fox Fox Sports ESPN I think to maybe a little bit lesser extent they're just lazy with their coverage Um, Fox Sports tries miserably and fails Um, and then now with Leach Report and this TNT whatever whatever bullshit that is um it's just this focus on, well, we're going to Americanize this. And it's like, there's a reason we gravitated towards these teams and towards these leagues. It's because we, <laughs> we don't necessarily like what's <laughs> happening with like the Americanization of sports, like not just the Americanization of like European football, but now that we think about it, American sports in general um, are pretty flawed. So let's just, rather than do that, adopt it the other way. So this Pulisic coverage is just like 
this amplified. And that's why we hated it at the start. Like, if he would have gone, I don't know, probably not to City, not to United, Chelsea, like any of those other clubs, like, it's not so much an issue. Like, even if he goes, maybe like Tottenham. Because Tottenham's harmless, right? It's just, it's just <laughs> Tottenham, you know? They, he goes there, like... The, the type of team that would knock City out of the Champions League just so we can win it. Like, that's... So, and beat them in the process. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. why it always... Like, Leicester topping... Well, Tottenham got third that year. I forgot. Um, you know, them missing out on the Premier League. Yeah. Like, uh, them missing out on the Champions League. They remain Tottenham. They win either of those... It's a different conversation. But he goes there. He goes, I don't even know. What's a lesser? Maybe not. Even Everton. Like, it's harmless. Like, oh, like, good for Everton. Like, this is kind of like a trophy for them. Um, (laughs) But it's just like, I I can't remember who it was, um, but was just like any, uh, I don't know, some British slang that I'm not cool enough to pull off, um, basically calling Liverpool fans that also support Christian Pulisic, like, I don't even know what it was, but it was offensive and I liked it um, because <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it should be. Like, we, I hate him. I hate him now. Yeah. Any, any Liverpool fan, any, any American Liverpool fan should maybe not necessarily hate him, but hate this whole situation. Um, and yeah. if you don't, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't know the British slang that's appropriate to call you right now any any liverpool fan that lived through the mid-2000s of of chelsea's rise and (laughs) then the marine the late Mourinho years of denying us the title in 13 14 um just the absolute like all of that history if you got through that and you can still (laughs) support christian pulisic while he's wearing that badge not to mention all of the other problems that the chelsea fan base has in terms of being like horribly racist and and all of these other issues that that go on the the bottom line at the end of the day is you have no obligation you can want him to do well in you know so that his whatever his performance carries on to the world cup um but if you're sitting there in a liverpool jersey watching this game today cheering when pulisic scored that goal then just please don't ever interact with me have a word yeah (laughs) have a word with yourself um but that's that's probably enough about about that i think (laughs) i could go on for 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 days and uh yeah uh, yeah, we need another episode for that one. Yeah, the um, on the on Liverpool's side, uh, it's a tough first half. Chelsea opening the scoring, despite the fact that we absolutely dominated the opening about twenty twenty five minutes. Um, tons of space, tons of chances created. Unlucky to hit to hit the woodwork a couple of times, couple of saves. Um, the. Uh, we go into halftime down just one nothing and feeling kind of lucky about that just by how the half ended. Um, we come out of halftime, Bobby Firmino comes on, and Sadio Mane equalizes pretty much immediately <laughs> as the second half starts. Um, 
Bobby's impact, we talked about it already, but Bobby's impact and then Sadio getting on the score sheet, um, especially with him just coming back from from his African Cup of Nations duty. I mean, this is these combos between between Bobby and his his wide partners, this is this is the stuff that will propel us this year. Like that's what you love to see. Without a doubt. I mean that's just and I know you guys we spoke about Ox in the first half. I mean I couldn't even see where he was uh on the park uh, yeah. on the left side for the whole forty five. Uh anytime that I did look for him I saw him chasing the ball or I saw uh Milner covering for him. Uh and it was just kind of it was really frustrating because you knew he was out of position. And you knew he was searching for how to be that impact player on that left side and be able to combine with, with um, yeah. uh, just to, to be able to combine with with Sadio and, and Mo. But um, I, immediately, I mean, it, it takes one turnover, and Bobby's already head up other direction, looking to make a play at 40, 48th minute. I mean, that's that's the power of Bobby Firmino in his role. He's created a role unto himself now. It's not even a false nine role anymore. It's the Bobby. Firmino role. I saw that tweet after <laughs> after full time, or after after the penalties ended, and it's just that it, it's just he, and he did it again a little bit later. I am foreshadowing somewhat, but uh, it just just I don't even know how he does it, guys. I mean, you, dude, how how do I explain? It's just like his brain is so connected with it. What is what is two feet? It, it's just he knows where to pick the pass. He knows where to send a play uh he knows where to send the ball it can either be it's usually not even more than five meters or so yeah. um and sometimes it could be a little bit further than that just just his ability to to know where the guys want the ball yeah and, and that's 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 huge that's huge yeah. that's crucial well it's not even just that like the brain connected to his own two feet but also the like four other feet of like Mane. <laughs> And Salah as well, like this almost telepathic ability. But what what it just showed me today is that what we lack, Salah's got this, um, I don't know, Mane, Mane's just kind of crazy when he drops back and receives the ball. Sometimes he takes a, sh- a touch and it goes 10 yards. But just Firmino's like, confidence that he's shown in the first couple of matches is just this, not not just willingness to receive the ball, but this eagerness to go get it. And I think that's like saying what you were saying, like, I think that's also what Ox just, just being confused positionally, just lack that eagerness. Like even Origi had it, but Origi is almost like that Ali Sissoko like player, like, uh, like incapable of moving <laughs> like horizontally, even a yard, like Origi will pick it up and drive forward. Like Mane can cut in and all that. So they at least have that positional sense too, but just for Mino's just, eagerness and confidence that we've seen the first two matches is just i mean it's even beyond i think what what we've expected of him like we're looking at him right here now like you know granted we're heavily influenced by by this recent well not 90 minutes 120 but just like like you look at him like he he's the player like van dyke allison sala like all like world-class players but Firmino is just like, uh, yeah, like yeah, like you said, not even a false nine, but this Firmino role, because it's so unique to him and it's so important to 
how we operate defensively, how we control the ball in the midfield, how we attack. It's, I, I don't know. There's, there's no other player like him in the world. It's, it's 1-1. It's in extra time. Bobby Firmino makes a run that, that Mane spots. Um, Firmino, not often the guy making the run off of the last man, um, makes a, a great run. Uh, timed perfectly, stays on side um, in that first half of extra time, and then Mane makes his way into to the edge of the box. Bobby finds the cutback, and mm-hmm. Sadio with one of the coldest finishes that you will see. Just it's the only way to describe it. <laughs> ice cold. cold. I'm searching for it. That's that's cold it. That's in off the bar um, from the edge of the area, side foot, just completely. After a sequence towards the end of the game where it looked like Liverpool were probably going to win it um, via shots from Salah and Van Dijk, Kepa making some absolutely uh-huh. ridiculous saves um, sure. to keep to keep Chelsea in it. Um, but that he could do absolutely nothing about. And, I mean, when Bobby cut that ball back, similar to what we were talking about with the Trent, the Trent cross, when Bobby cut that ball back to Sadio, were you guys in any doubt that that ball was going in the back of the net? I looked toward the net. I, yeah. I expected to see a ripple. Sure enough, it did. <laughs> the only thing that delayed the ripple was the ball hitting the underside of the crossbar. And I'm like, ooh. Right. That's the sound I made. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only hesitation I had was because Kepa had been so good. To that point, like the save on Verge and all in those others, it was just like maybe you get to this one too. But in the replay, it was just like, oh yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah it's one of those that starts almost seemingly impossibly high um, and then just drops. Um, yeah, I, I, we we joked that during the Norwich game, Fabinho was trying to score a FIFA goal. Is did Mane <laughs> score oh, a? Fi- did, did Mane score a FIFA goal? Is that is that like an ultimate team goal where you've got you know team of the season Mane or whatever scoring a ridiculous goal? So you got those two different ones, right? So in FIFA you can hit like if you've got the angle, you just hit it straight and direct, and you just blast it right by that, right? Sure. It's not realistic because in real life, unless you're Sadio Mane, like. No, nobody can necessarily like hit a ball like that. Um, but then Fabinho went for the old like twenty five yards out. I'm just going to put a little soft curler in there, and yeah. then like. <laughs> but unfortunately, like it's not FIFA; it's real life. And when the goalie dives, his arms don't like fold. cripple <laughs> and fold and let the ball push him in. Well, we um, will we will get to that because it did kind of happen later, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll speak on that uh, in a little bit. Um, so uh, Liverpool take the lead. It's looking like, okay, you know, anybody who scores an extra time, you're thinking, all right, they're going to probably take this home, especially Liverpool. They they had had done well up to that point. They were catching Chelsea offside a lot. Uh, <laughs> a lot of offside goals scored by Chelsea in this one. Um, but uh, they were looking fairly comfortable then Adrian, uh, our Allison understudy, has a little moment of madness, comes out towards Tammy Abraham. Stan, was it a pen? 
I, I'm still not. I'm still undecided. Uh, I, I, I didn't undecided. even really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still undecided. I, because you know that's going to get called a pen. It's going to oh, get. Yeah. Yep. You know, just just in the way that it happened, the ball wasn't even near. He, Adrian had just missed it, and then Abraham comes in, um, and it ricochets off of Abraham. It's going to go all out of play, clearly. But uh, Adrian's already committed, yep. and now now comes. It, it, was it a dive? It was, but contacts me. It. Am I putting the whistle in my pocket? Probably. Is VAR going to whistle down to me and, you know, be in my ear probably saying, hey, run this back? I'm probably <laughs> still not calling it a pen. Um, I'm trying not to look at it with my Liverpool bias, but it, it it's tough. I mean, you, you want your keeper to go down. You want him to be aggressive in that situation. Unfortunately, it's sort of like a baseball tie goes to the runner. Uh, when the forward is making that move in the box, yeah. and it does go down, and there's contact. And just all of those factors – written in uh it's 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 tough so uh, i i i i feel for adrian but um shithousery does get you an advantage and uh, <laughs> i guess a decent call was made the shithousery went against us yeah i mean that's that's my take on it like we there's there's no excuse for it like you go back you see the replay every single angle like in live and real time maybe it's 50 50 i i I don't think there's any problem with the call there, but you go back to VAR and it's it's blatantly just like the contact. Saying that's contact is like, you know, it, it it's he's there and he and he loses the ball and just kind of like there's a graze and then he like flies like, but so one no no absolutely not like and even like anybody that has like commentated on it says it's obviously not a penalty um but should does adrian does he need to go out there should he go out there no so and right. that's almost like you know without var like i, I can see it 100 percent. right you make that call it looked bad yeah um and so it's almost like punishing punishing the goalkeeper so it worked out in the end but 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 yeah, you know, we know it's a dive. The uh, <laughs> the dive though does come back into play. Karma, <laughs> karma exists. Um, but so we had to penalties. Um, the the penalty shootout has been a little bit of a dicey situation as Liverpool fan ever since. Kind of going back. A little bit further, um, there's a couple of Europa League campaigns that ended on uh, some pretty poor shootouts. Um, I remember Dejan Lovren involved in one in Besiktas. Uh, so that's that's maybe it was just playing at Besiktas's stadium um, that that got me thinking that way. But Liverpool come out, hit all five of their pens, five for five. Um, I mean. Is there something? Obviously, we saw Genie miss one in the in the Community Shield um, penalty shootout, but in this one, five for five, and it just each one looked confidently taken. Fabinho taking a penalty so so cold and calm and collected <laughs> that was it run up he that kept 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 did not dive. That's the, no. <laughs> he did he knew not. He was up against. 
Because Fabinho, Fabinho's what is our best penalty taker? Yes. Even maybe considering Milner. Yeah, like, going back to going back to the Monaco days, I think he's literally missed like one penalty in his entire career, um, or something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what is it? Is there is there something to? Getting a penalty shootout kind of under the belt where where we actually came out on top is there is there a benefit to that is that or is it just such a crapshoot that it's it's not really like a worthwhile exercise in terms of analysis like later in the season? It's a boost. I think it's a boost for the lads just because of the um, you know there are going to be ties uh, FA Cup League Cup were. Yeah, uh, I think there's certain. I forget the, um, I forget the layout of it. But uh, past a certain point of the league cup, you're definitely going to have, um, you definitely have some pens. FA Cup as well in the, in the latter stages. So just to get this uh, under the belt, especially for such a major occasion, um, and for it to be a, a, a title winning occasion too, I think that does just a boost for the morale, especially for Adrian too. I mean. For, for it to yeah. end his save, I think that's going to make a world difference from going forward. Yeah, Pat, I mean, you, you brought up, like, the 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 Adrian shout-out just, it has been a whirlwind for him, obviously, being released from West Ham. Uh, he didn't play one Premier League game last season for West Ham. Gets released, announced as Liverpool's backup. Allison injured, he's straight into the team, and now... <laughs> the winner, you know, saves the the um, the Chelsea's fifth penalty to win the the European Super Cup. Pre- pretty wild story. I want to give a shout out to uh, Mignolet real quick, who's <laughs> probably kicking himself. And I, I tell you, I don't want to kick him while he's down. I just saw, uh, I, was it Sai or Ding? I, I think it was Simon Brundish that tweeted like the save percentage and like expected goals like to save Mignolet's like negative 18 it's such a cool it's a cool story for Adrian to have Klopp screaming it you know shout out to uh, (laughs) shout out to Philly and and, and Rocky and (laughs) Klopp's interview at the end but just you know narratives just narratives like coming back like been with the team probably thought hey i'm gonna get a paycheck um you know uh chances are i might be able to get on the roster maybe get a medal or something to actually like saving the final poorly taken penalty out of karma um but yeah just a cool story for him you know and it was cool to see him kind of front and center uh during the trophy celebration today too yeah, the uh, I think that you put it, the Anfield rep call called him the absolute main oh, fella. The absolute main fella. And I saw another one on Twitter from an account. I'm still I, I don't know about this one. I see him pop up randomly. Like is is me Shane or something like that? And he's got like a Shane McMahon avatar on on Twitter. Uh, but he he called him. He is literally your da, your dad, your dad. <laughs> literally your dad. I don't know. It's tough to say. Oh, you're da. Oh, you're da. You're da. Why you are is literally yeah, that one. Are, like your dad. Your dad. But like your da. 
Like I, I can't yeah. say it. I don't want to do it. Like, Yurda? Yurda? Yurda. I don't. Yurda? Yurda. Yurda. I'll, I'll go like Norwegian Fuck accent, this. but I'm not going to go like British accent. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the well, uh, word absolute as an adjective to then describe somebody, yeah. we're fully, we're, Al and I are fully behind. Mostly like absolute unit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, Liverpool come out on top. It is, as I said, you know, karma is real. Abraham dives, which ends up forcing extra time. He misses a big chance to win the game for Chelsea right after they score the equalizer. Um, he's about two yards out. Somehow misses from a very from from about yeah yeah two two to three yards out, and then steps up for his penalty. Adrian with the kick save. So um, yeah, just understand there are consequences for your actions. That's what that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I like the shrug. You know, those listening can't, couldn't see the shrug, but it was like a perfect, like... That's a Van Dyke, the... Content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Van Dyke celebration. Um, so I think I think now's as good a time as any to transition into our, our heroes and villains um, segment yeah. that we always love to do. Um, we're going to start with the villains, because I want to end on a positive note, but... Um, the the first villain, and this was identified a little while ago, um, but obviously it's been a little bit since we since we recorded. And I think last week, somewhere in there, um, there was a little bit of Hendo hate creeping onto the timeline. Um, and I don't know, there something something just not right about criticizing the club captain who lifted the European Cup like two months ago. Yeah. And some genie hate. Oh, like, yeah. Genie hate genie as well. Genie hate, no hate. And I'm like, did you guys just forget about the last couple months of the season? <laughs> Two thirds of the uh, European title winning uh, midfield. <laughs> it's getting old. It's really getting old. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Even like. It, it it's too it's too soon to abandon like an irrational love for a player, right? Like my my love for Sturridge, right? Will maybe like mask the fact that you know, probably time for Sturridge to go, right? Right. But like that, it's all still fresh. Like we're still getting like the weekly now monthly updates of Hendo doing his little dance and raising the trophy in slow mo. Like those two things can't happen. Like you can't you can't have those like videos popping up on the timeline while like some random like adjective player name or adverb player name is like <laughs> criticizing Hendo or criticizing Genie. Like, yeah. I don't know. Here's what I say. I'll say because I kind of called it last season or maybe no, no, no. I think it was the season before. Like if like we, we lost to Madrid. And we said, like, with this success, like, with Twitter and with the modern game, comes a flood of, I don't know, I'm, I'm just going to put fans in quotes, right? Yeah. Comes a flood of, like, I, I, I don't know, how do you differentiate, right? Like, because we, 
a lot of us were those fans, right? Like after Istanbul, uh-huh. Liverpool, yeah. right? So maybe that maybe that's a new breed. So I don't want to judge, but also like the way that they operate on Twitter is not the way you operate like at the pub or like the local supporters group. Right. So I, I kind of call that like we're going to see with the success yeah. is going to come more of these like fair weather fans yeah. that – and I think that's the best way to put it – that will – not recognize the quality that somebody like Genie provides or the the you know the captaincy that that Hendo carries so well like they were even saying it like Hendo uh what did they have like the amputee uh football team yeah. at the game today Hendo takes the trophy over to the guy first and it, you know that that kind of epitomizes like little things that a captain can do sure. um you know, I hate I hate to give like if there's one single person that we can call call out, great. But you know, we hate to give these people too much airtime because it's just it's just the negative side of of football Twitter that we run into now. Yeah, and it's it is such a it, it's such a weird thing to see in the aftermath because you I don't know you go through the tough times as a fan and you kind of expect to get to okay, like, now we've had success, we're enjoying a, a major trophy, the sixth European Cup for Liverpool FC, and yet on the backside of it, we're getting, we're getting these ridiculous, yeah, like, yeah. just crazy slander um, yeah. for no reason. I mean, Stan, you, you've, you've dabbled enough in, in LFC Twitter, like, these is it just that these fans latch on and expect every single moment to be to be perfect are they just are they like the fifa fans if you will where they're expecting like the galacticos (laughs) yeah it's the latter it's every it's it's not even like if you're playing it's the fifa fans but it's not the fifa fans playing career mode where you're building a team it's these (laughs) Goddamn ultimate team fans where it's like, oh, you know what? Bobby's available. Let me just go grab him. I got a million coins. Oh, I can I can go, go get Rodri to play my six. Oh, yeah, he's available. Let me go trade in uh, my base level <laughs> and, and go get him. Oh, I got this uh, ultimate team edition, Van Dyke and Allison. No, I'll just plug him in wherever. It's just like, guys, it's, it's like, and it's really. I, I really feel a lot of that slander comes from um, teenagers overseas. I hate to be that guy, but I, I, I don't want to typecast anyone. But I, I, with a lot of that slander, a lot of that heat, it's like a lot of 16 to 21-year-olds and uh, that are over there just kind of – or even here stateside. You can tell because it's the same type of rhetoric. It's the same type of format every time that they um, yeah. post some sort of hate. And then when you call them on, they're like, oh, what about my club, huh? And it's something stupid. I don't even know how to – I can't really dictate the responses because I, my brain doesn't work that way. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's the same old. It's wash, rinse, and repeat. I saw someone draw an X through Genie and say not at my club after a charity silk. Oh, that was the so worst. Just, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the one where I really wanted to, like, just dive in. And, like, that's a bit of that hate that you were talking about, uh, Phil, that we saw last week. And it's just like, why? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always cool with, like, you don't have to rate every single player, right? Like, I still don't rate Lovren. 
do I necessarily <laughs> want Lebron to leave now? Not necessarily. Like, all right, my I would say it was a little bit irrational with my close to hatred for Skirtle, but that that's as far that's as far as I've got. You're rolling um, that back. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll roll it back. You know, it's I, been I'm trying like to... six years. It's, no, five Irras- years. I said irrational. I said irrational. <laughs> but I I mean I don't I, for these players like or these fans like I I I'm trying to give them an out. But then I think back to like, you know, what did how did the internet look? You know, back back in our day, like when I was fifteen, sixteen, and you know, kind of forums were forums were an outlet when I was younger. Yeah. And obviously there wasn't this glory of, Hey, create this like stupid account adjective player name and you'll get 2000 followers and then you can just tweet shit. But <laughs> silky like, Joel Matto. Silky. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> I'm waiting I, for I, that. Sure. I got to make sure that one's available. But I never did like the, the proper like search season though. So <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I can go that far for Joel, but which also now that you say like Joel or, or like Matip, I'm picturing him like pantless that the LFC account tweeted <laughs> like everybody just hanging out. In the, he's rocking tidy whities like Nabby, <laughs> not Nabby. Uh, Mane's got his shorts down far enough that you can see like he's rocking tidy whities too. And that's <laughs> at first I was questioning it, and now I'm thinking. Maybe I'm going to start rocking tidy whities if Mata and Mane are doing it. Maybe I'll join the club now too. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Something about internet forums and tidy whities. But regardless, like always, that that side of Twitter will always be the longstanding villain. Um, but I think we also have a few more. Like it's rare, but every now and then on the two right gringos, normally Manchester City's involved. We get true, like, war crime level villains or, yeah. like, human rights abuse level of villainry. Uh, so, so maybe we should chat about them a little bit. <laughs> well, so um, the next one I had on the list is, is NBC. So you mentioned earlier NBC has obviously moved, moved the needle in terms of American coverage of, um, of the Premier League specifically. Um, and I think the sport in general, but they have a partnership that has been highly publicized with a certain newspaper um, that is is be- better not said um, out loud on the, in this forum. Um, but they have this relationship with this particular journalist from that publication. Uh, which has done so much wrong by Liverpool and other, so many other people have have been wronged by this this just ridiculously like slanderous publication. But Neil Ashton, who works for them and Sky Sports, I turned on my TV on Saturday morning to watch a weekend of Premier League, having already you know Liverpool having already secured the points. We were. We, I was watching stress free. I turned my TV on, and this dude Neil Ashton is seated in the studio with Rebecca Lowe and Robbie Earl, and I'm thinking, whoa, the shit is this? NBC has actually ratcheted up their partnership with that newspaper, and that's 
like real level villainy in my eyes. If you um, if you see like the graphics for this season, and I, I, it's something that kind of uh, catches my eye, especially just with like how certain networks uh, their graphics and their presentation. Uh, NBCSN has actually adopted Sky's graphics. Not all of them, just um, maybe about twenty five to thirty percent, but much more than last season. Um, so, like you said, Phil, that that partnership with that uh, particular um, rag uh, has really been it's really been boosted. And I mean, you got to put your money where your mouth is, but um, it's 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 really disconcerting. And um, I'm beginning to think how far, how long until it really becomes an issue to where Liverpool supporters and Evertonian supporters as well, um, yeah. they really need to just say, hey, listen, uh, if you don't get rid of this sort of coverage, we're going to take our money elsewhere. We'll all legally stream. We'll go. There's other platforms that you can use to watch the Prem. It might be more of a pain in the ass. I won't just be able to go downstairs and put on my TV Saturday morning. But um it's 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 really growing and um if this is just what we see in match week one who knows how how much further this influence is going to grow yeah i was you know uh, i'm an eternal optimist i was trying to give you know like the 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 football twitter weasels and nbcsn and out because i'm thinking all right you know they remain quiet about it it was obviously like people were getting blocked by, I don't maybe I got blocked by Arlo for this. I don't know. <laughs> I might have on, but for chirping. People, myself included, have been blocked for this. So it was obviously noticeable. So my thought was, okay, they probably have some type of deal or they're paying with them. They'll let it ride out um, because really what else are they going to do, right? Um, I mean – Ideally, you do the normal thing and say, hey, this is an awful magazine, whatever it is to be associated with. Let's let's pull the plug and just cut it all together. But maybe they're just going to let it ride out. So like in the studio, like in our it, like in our faces now as a part of not just, hey, let's pipe this person in from wherever they are in the world. Let's bring them into the studio with as part of like it, it's like official now. And it's just like blatantly in our faces to the point where. You know, I don't pay for NBCSN. I don't know if it's gold or whatever yeah. it is. I, I always use illegal streams, right? <laughs> That's well documented. Yeah. I don't even like the illegal streams with NBC, NBCSN, where before I was like, all right, you know, maybe I'm taking advantage of it. I'm sticking it to the man. Now I'm like, I don't even want that shit like on there. I don't want to support it at all, which is unfortunate because right. they do like from graphics and media – to coverage and typical punditry, even the American ones like Kyle Martino, who we hate because of his hair. <laughs> Can we get him out of the booth? They did. He's in the booth this year. Can we get him out the booth? I'm sorry. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Normally, like they they do it well. So seeing this, like it's just like every every part of me wants to hype up, like mo- like ninety percent of what NBC Sports does, because um, it's done it's done properly. But this is just like they know, like there's no way they're not aware of it. So it's just so it's not even borderline. It's just offensive to a targeted group and not like in an overly like 
sensitive or we're what's the bullshit phrase like we're triggered or something like that it's just it, it's just an awful partnership and they it, it just seems like they're doubling down on it now yeah yeah, I agree. yeah. um on a less serious note for nbc <laughs> nbc introduced a, a a change to their score the score line graphic up in the top left while you're watching the match and that is they've always used the color coordination of the team. You know, the color that the team is primarily wearing highlights their section of, of the, the score graphic and, yeah. and their score. Um, they have this year opted to add a dash in between the two scores. Uh, in addition to color coding both sides, they've added a dash in the middle Stan, I know, I know you're watching on NBC, but the dash. It, are you pro or anti dash? You know the the crazy thing is. Okay, so I'll I'll kind of work through my timeline of the weekend. Um, <laughs> I watched the uh, CNBC uh, coverage of. Oh my god, that was the uh, Wolves match. Yeah, Lester Wolves, Wolves. Yeah, Wolves, Lester Wolves. So there was no dash. But then I went and um, I went and watched uh, a little bit of United Chelsea on NBC, and that dash, holy fucking cow! <laughs> I, I'm anti dash. It's just so distracting, and just so it 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 screams of the ignorance. We don't need the dash. I mean, those <laughs> right? Is there what, what point does he even serve? I'm not even. I'm not really sure. Like, if I think if if the teams were entering like triple digit scores, the dash may be necessary. If if NBC was entering coverage of the NBA, then they may need a dash. The way that the score that the score graphic is set up, there's already a vertical line that separates the two teams. So I just don't understand who's looking at that and is like, wait, is it? Is it forty one, or is it four two one? Like I don't. Who's thinking that? I don't know. It just. It's just such a strange, uh, such a strange choice to me. Um, adding that that dash in between. It just doesn't. I don't know. It just didn't. <laughs> I don't really understand the decision making behind that. Yeah, it's just. Um, um, we just we don't need to know. We uh, we 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 already know who's who. It's almost like pointing out to like, hey, here's, here you go, dumb Americans. Like, I know you guys can't. <laughs> you do know when Pulisic is on the field, so we we don't need to highlight him. But um, but let's make sure that you guys can tell the difference between United and Chelsea. It's just like, oh my god. So it was like, like I said, it was almost like a. a my mind was a little bit blown because I had seen your tweet. But then I watched the NBC and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, no dash here, we're good. Right <laughs> over to NBC, and I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah. Shame, shame on both of you for not properly supporting hashtag Sunset NBC Sport. I can't even remember the hashtag. But like I said, I am unaware of the dash because I have been watching. I don't know, not even BT Sport, but sometimes it's like TSN or whatever that Canadian coverage is. TSN's coverage is amazing. I used Which to get their streets. Amazing yeah. streets. Hilarious during the Women's World Cup to see, like, the Canadian women, like, just taking jabs at, at the U.S. <laughs> women's national team. Like, 
every opportunity that they could and just being so bitter when they would win. Um, but yeah, I, Stan, I think that's the next step though. Maybe not for NBCSN or NBC Sports, but for like maybe Bleacher Report and TNT for them to start doing like, you know, with hockey where they would have the glowing puck. Like oh, probably have it being bad like, times. being like a glowing gold or like maybe glowing like red, white, and blue like silhouette running running around the pitch. I think that's the next. It's gonna happen. Just gonna uh, happen. it is. Just like live. I can't see heat maps. Where's twenty two? I can't find them. <laughs> you can see him by his stupid freaking tattoo sleeve or whatever he's got. Just now. uh. Pulisic cam is an option on on BR Live or whatever, where you can just instead <laughs> if you watch it, Only if you watch it on a specific Facebook. channel, it just follows him. Like this, <laughs> he's on the bench, maybe, just a camera straight down his face <laughs> for the whole match. You know what? That's how actually ESPN was covering him, and 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 mind you, actually now I can pick out Pulisic because I think he runs like a like a Sterling. He runs like Raheem. He yeah. does a little flat arms. Have you guys noticed that? When he's going down the wing, he is he kinda <laughs> does a chicken flap. Yeah. Just a little bit. It's not as pronounced, but it's getting there. It's like um, a mix between Hendo's like what did Ferguson call it? Like Hendo runs like too straight. Or like too vertically. Yeah. <laughs> Ferguson out of like his criticism about Hendo. So it's yeah. like that mixed with like Raheem like I don't know, whatever. No, no, I, I see what you're doing there. I, yeah, but, exactly. But also, I'm always so torn on Sterling because, you know, I bought my, my first kit was the 12, 13 Sterling. Like, what was he like? Number 34 or something like that. Um, I can't remember. But I mean, kind of we we talked about the, the Jordan partnership, their Jordan partnership with PSG. Yeah. Um, and I'm a sellout, so obviously I thought it was cool. But I also think it's kind of cool for Sterling. I want to show him a little bit of love and say like that would be awesome if he, he if he's able to run with the uh, with the Jordan partnership. But that's the only good thing I'm going to say about him because I still have to <laughs> slash love. Him. Um, but I definitely hate City, so that's that's all I'll say about it. Well, I was going to say it does offer me a good opportunity to segue to the next villain uefa city city also a villain obviously in this but man city found guilty of the kind of a similar charge um as chelsea got hit with their ban basically illegal approaches for youth players and their registration the registration of those players city Find 350,000 euros instead of facing a transfer ban, um, as Chelsea did. I mean, is it even worth mentioning the fact that City have definitely bribed their way out of this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like it's, so here's, here's the thing, though. Like, that fine, they basically probably told Mares, like, we're not going to pay you for a week so that we can pay this fine. Like, that's the way that went down. But that, that's, how they, that's how much they rate Mares. Like, yeah, we'll pay $60 million for a backup. Oh, shit, we have to pay you? Sure. But we're going to take, <laughs> take some wages. Um, here, City, like, City UEFA, it, it's basically like Trump level, right? And so we should, we should call it out. 
because we're so even as we were chatting before like not not to take it too serious um but when we're involving city and uefa and the level of corruption and just like i don't know on a global scale it is pretty serious but like we're as americans um just so immune to like we're chatting before like the the shootings where phil you're based i used to be based um stan one today where you're like we're so immune to that right we kind of shrug it off we're so immune to like political bullshit that comes up that we're like oh you know just the violation of the constitution and all that but you know (laughs) it's not necessarily at the same level but like we, we we have to like decent intelligent people of the world have to keep calling it out even if it's so and and that's why i i i rate or 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 i connect uefa to like trump and all american politics republican conservative i'll call it what it is because it's so blatant it's so a blatant kind of disregard not even just for decency but for legality and and everything that comes with it that if we if we break down and stop calling it out then it's just going to get worse and it will probably continue to be bad. It will probably continue to be worse. But if we don't call it out, if people that can don't, then it, it will get much, much worse. And so the, the, the fact that it's just so blatant in that you've got Chelsea doing the exact same thing and got a transfer ban. Like, what? <laughs> not even like, I don't even know if it's a, a transfer ban would hurt City, but a ban from the Champions League certainly would. Um, but it's just it, it's just money, and it's just blatant blatant corruption. It's in our face. Um, so yeah, call it out as not just uh, one of the villains, but like the true villain, the true villain, right? As much as we personally hate NBCSN for partnering with the S asterisk N, like like this this has like kind of global ramifications too. That that yeah. goes deeper than just the fact that we hate City. So that's. I'm going to cut myself off. <laughs> I'm tapping in. I'm tapping in the Stella now. So, oh, you know, but Pat, I want to, I want to, I want to piggyback a little bit off of that. I'm, I'm I, wholeheartedly. I, I agree completely with what you said. Actually, um, it's, these are infractions that should be spoken about. Now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't this infraction one of two for city? Because there's also FFP violations that still have to be judged upon. Yeah. Uh, and that, but that's not a UEFA decision. That's a FIFA decision, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it? I was thinking. Uh, it was I think it. I, I think right? FFP is still UEFA. I think. Okay. I think. So, yeah, I'm. I'm not entirely clear, and I, that's why I didn't really want to say anything about it um, on the TL, and I didn't want to misinform myself or get fooled by anybody. Um, but um, all right, I see the seller. I see you <laughs> out here. Eight ounces. It's like a, it's like my customers who come out and uh, raid my minis, of course, late. But um, <laughs> sorry, I had to. Um, um, but um, yeah. With that said, it's like this is infraction one of two, and this is the same exact thing, like you said, that Chelsea did. So now. What are we gonna? What's up with the FFP? I mean, certainly you can't spend 1.2 billion on fullbacks within the past two summer transfer windows and let that go under the table too. <laughs> so where where does this where does this end? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Pat, I agree. We we need to 
we need to not name and shame. We those who are in charge and those who have the responsibility to the footballing fans across the world, those who have been elected who are in power, need to stand up against this and it needs to be corrected. Or else we will see European Super Leagues. We will see the end of the yeah. CLS. We know it. We will we won't see the Polish Estralaka. You know, we won't get to see those coverage. We won't get to see the Bundesliga one and two. We won't get to see football as it's meant to be played. So, no, I agree. I, I agree. Thank you. And then, and then the Phil Bakis of the world die out because they can't, they can't continue to follow and cover Dinamo Dresden because there's no, there's no outlet for that. Yeah. The, the sport doesn't exist because the know? Super League is has taken over. Um. And Neymar and, and Steph Curry are hanging out at a PSG Real Madrid match in in the Super League, um, so, <laughs> so so uh, speaking of corrupt <laughs> football leagues, I think this is as good a time as any to start talking about MLS. Now MLS though their infraction here and Stan, we'll 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 start with you on this one. MLS's big big issue right now and and a big talking point across American soccer at the moment is the removal by MLS teams uh, of simple anti-fascist rhetoric signs all that stuff they're removing these from uh, from MLS stadiums because of their political nature um, I think we all know where all three of us stand in, in terms of fascism um, and being <laughs> against it. Is that the controversial political statement that MLS is making it out to be? Um, if it isn't, I don't know how how we're not interpreting it as such because of um, it starts at, it starts with Garber, who has taken a Trump-like stance uh, basically saying that hey, we need to allow these guys to have their platform because we're not about to stop people from speaking up for themselves. That's cool. Alright, fine. Now this weekend, right? And I'm not one for watching MLS. Uh, I've, I've stated my uh, complaints about the league. Um about the franchises. However, this was a nationally broadcasted uh, match. NYCFC coming into Atlanta uh, United FC, which is um, that's a marquee matchup in the Eastern Conference. Um, and supporters of Atlanta United had uh, anti-fascism signs, which were then confiscated, and those fans were forcibly removed where and 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 i and i see where the atlanta united sign uh atlanta united fans they wanted to make a statement because of the fact that the nycfc base and for uh for the listeners out there uh, i'm sure you guys do know but if you don't that's a heavy nazi fan base up there in the bronx it's it's really really bad and so when you have supporters saying we don't want fascism here in our in our turf in our stadium. And then the security guards at Mercedes Benz being told by MLS, "Hey, take down those signs and get those people out of here." What kind of message are you sending? I, I, it was so disgusting. 
Um, and it was on Twitter for about a good 48 hours afterwards. And then, uh, and then also, uh, for the, uh, stateside viewers who are watching, um, TNT BR's coverage, the Captain Morgan ad <laughs> featuring supporters of those same two teams, uh, in the ad, uh, whole guys are, are, are we being trolled here? It's almost <laughs> like and, 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 um, and that particular rag being affiliated between the three, uh, Cross marketing, <laughs> Sky Sports, NBCSN, and, and and that and that fucking rag. Like between all three, it's it's a similar situation because yeah. it's like, guys, hey, or, 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 it's like seeing a five year old lighting fire <laughs> to the drapes, and and you saying, "Hey, stop it! It's bad." And the five year old turning around and giving you the the so the fuck what shrug. And going, I don't care. I'm going to continue to do this because this is allowed, and that's where we're at. And so, in this day and age, with the sort of, hey, with the sort of political rhetoric that we're encountering daily on social media, in the news, I, it's not safe. It's just not safe. Yeah. It's less safe to say we'll allow this sort of hate speech than it is to say, oh, guys, we can't restrict anyone because that actually causes concern for safety it's completely <laughs> ass backwards and i'm not really sure where it ends and where it begins you know it's just as if it weren't hard enough to watch an mls match yeah they make it if if you're neutral on nazis or fascism you're actually pro nazis and pro fascism right it's yeah. kind of like the, just the old quote first that came for who these people then these people then these people and then they came for me like that's being neutral on on nazis and fascism right, right? so it just like <laughs> I, I i like capitalism i've always been a fan right but my patience is wearing thin yeah. like shout out <laughs> shout out to Merck. Yeah. We all, we all know over. love on twitter <laughs> she's waiting with open arms um but it's they're making it difficult they're making it because every like every single thing that we're talking about from NBCSN to Trump to MLS, especially Garber in MLS, like uh, in a mind blowing way. It's just it's all just like there's so much money to be made from doing it this way. Yeah. And it's just so I don't know. <laughs> it's just so painful to see. And I feel like as a privileged white 35, almost 36-year-old male who has always benefited from capitalism, like, like I, I hate it. So, like, how, how do these people live with themselves? Because they're, like, just, I don't know, just sucking others dry. Or at least I feel like I have a little bit of shredded dignity. But it's just... <laughs> Maybe not, but you know, at least in terms, <laughs> in terms of what I do or what I give back. But I, it's just it's tough. Yeah. It's just tough. The uh, I think something that is is becoming more um, clear, uh, especially now nowadays, like this being a Liverpool podcast. Liverpool as a city has always carried a a kind of leftist ideology. Um, it's been, you know, far more liberal than, than the rest of England, um, quite often. Um, 
and we're almost seeing i don't know if you guys feel this but and i'm sure you know it's obviously it's not all encompassing but i think there is a correlation between most supporters groups in the u.s having like when they're liverpool affiliated supporters groups they are typically like more liberal people yeah um and so it's interesting to see those types of ideologies kind of uh, propagate themselves even across country and, and you know national and, and otherwise lines because the the ideology of the city itself and uh, it has kind of you know and the club has has spread. Um, when I see MLS um, taking down the banners of the Iron Front, which for as crazy, you know, as kind of intense of a name as that is, was <laughs> merely a, <laughs> it was an anti-fascist group in pre-World War II Europe. Um, fascism obviously causing World War II. <laughs> in the, like, and if you're not anti-World War II in terms of if it could have been... <laughs> If we could have not had that, it probably would have been better. Um, the I don't know what to say to people who are saying, "Oh, this is a is a political statement. This is controversial. Whatever." If I'm suppressing an anti-fascist I- ideology by taking the banners down by by whatever, as you said, Pat, that is the passive promotion of a negative ideology so if i'm saying that you cannot say we're anti-fascist or we're anti you know anti-hate anti-racism all of these things if you suppress that then you are promoting all of the things they are against so at the end of the day like mls whether they like it or not um or whether they're trying to be actively promoting something else every time they push back against a positive ideology they've they are promoting the negative and that is they cannot shirk that responsibility as a because the i i think and it's it's good to see mls supporters groups push back on this but it's by far not the only realm in which mls has like held the power and 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 held the game down um so in the u.s so it's just it's it's a long rant to get to the fact that they are not stewards of the game that we love um and they need (laughs) to either be put into a position where they are required to have better stewardship of the game or um, they need to be regulated by the federation, which needs to do its job um, and and handle these type of situations. But that is a much larger <laughs> picture. But in this case, they are one thousand percent in the wrong because they are passively accepting these negative ideologies, and that's just what is happening, I guess. You know, and. and- Phil, I almost want to say, like, pick a fucking side because you, know, you, <laughs> see, over, you see leagues overseas, right? Uh, I mean, um, we saw with um, Dinamo Moscow um, and uh, St. Petersburg, we had some uh, 
Uh, we especially had some racial incidents in the uh, 1718 system. I think that was, uh, was that Moscow? Uh, when we went over there, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and Rian had a uh, yeah. racial incident. And yeah. uh, Ocasio. Yeah, Spartak, Moscow. Spartak, thank yeah. you, Spartak. Um, and then Ocasio has had their issues, um, even parts of the Liga. For those clubs and for those leagues, that mindset, that rhetoric, that racism, it's accepted. It's a part of the culture. The leagues have have let those clubs um, operate on their own will. And so within that, it's they're not really saying it's not tolerated, but they're also they, – they, they've allowed it. They've allowed it, and it's, and it's like, it basically said it's part of the culture. Don, Don, go – Don, just go ahead and say that you're 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 all right. <laughs> I would at least feel better knowing that he hit a fucking side and said, "Hey, you know what? NYCFC have at it. Do what you gotta do. Um, you get fined, you get fined. But this sub, uh, submersive, this subjective, this almost I want to play the Swiss role is just it's again it's doing a disservice to the supporters on either side, wherever you may fall. I may not agree with it." But I at least want it in my face. I and, want to know the truth. And <laughs> we want to know who they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, so yourselves. Whether, whether you are <laughs> aggressively uh, problematic in your political views or if you love Christian Pulisic at Chelsea, either way <laughs> – let us know so we sure. can so we can give you the shout out. No, um, the last the last did. thing the last thing I'll say about what's that? We did get a couple yeah. Um, yeah. hits hits on that one. You Coleman. went fish. You went fishing oh, on Twitter wow. during the episode. Like oh. mid episode, I went fishing. So Coleman, I also didn't get a chance to tell this story. So. Kind of on a positive note, then we'll switch back to negative, hopefully end on a positive note. So you guys know the Coleman Coffee, like, hashtag FF. I think – what is FF mean? Is that like Friday? Follow Friday. Follow, follow, follow Friday. Friday. Follow Friday. Like, that's like guys, old school like, Twitter. Yeah. That's like, that's like first wave of Twitter. <laughs> like Phil had to define like what, what Stan was for me. Not like – the stand that's you know our our stand on the episode right now, but like what standing means. Um, what was the other one that I didn't know about? Thirst trap. Thirst trap. I have no idea what the thirst oh. trap is. Right <laughs> to this day, to this day, even just hashtag ff. Uh, follow Friday. Friday follow. One of the two. Follow Friday. Anyway, yeah. Coleman Hugh, eleven thousand followers. Ridiculous. You know. <laughs> so we're so Cole and I connect. He's like he's gonna be in Chicago. We're both gonna be at the Notre game, Notre Dame game. So I'm like, oh, you know, give me give me a shot when you're there. You know, there's eighty thousand people there. What are the odds? So I see a guy walking with you know like a little crew, like his you know his wife, a uh, couple family members, and I'm like, I think that's Coleman. But all I've ever seen is his Twitter picture, so I have no idea. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna yell out Coleman, and if it's not Coleman. He won't look, and then I just go on with my day. If it is Coleman, then we'll have, like, an embrace or something like that. So I just go, Coleman! And he kind of turns around, and he looks, and, you know, I'm like, you know, I have to say, like, I'm, you know, gringo and CDMX, and then my real name, Patrick. But 
but yeah, so I got to I got to embrace and meet uh, old Coleman for the first time. Uh, Coleman Coleman did not pick a side in this stand, not necessarily in fascism side. Coleman is not pro fascism. I don't know. We haven't talked about it, but he did say <laughs> I, I assume he's not. He did say he, he can get down with the gringos like in a better fashion. Um, I appreciate this. OLSE Madison, shout out to Madison for even having the population for an OLSC uh, hits me with uh, it's a trap like <laughs> which backstory Ooh. we were playing with Phil and his friends Cards Against Humanity and I did a it's a trap like, ter- like I just did a terrible impersonation um, <laughs> and there was like a good 30 seconds of awkward silence like mid Cards Against Humanity so I've always been bitter against Phil and his friends for that um, but then we also have Garrett at Shenanigator. Shenanigator. Well played. <laughs> uh, who is the exact opposite? What is the exact opposite? So he. I don't know. Anyway, he doesn't rape Bullisich, I guess. No, he. he um, yeah, he does. He's, he's on board with, like, you can hate Pulisic at Chelsea. It's fine. Yes. So he's, then, he's, on, he's on team us. Team us, team us, team team Gringos, Trace Gringos today. Trace, and then old Puck Sherber, who we know, Ah, Puck, big guy, good old Puck. I don't know if he's a fan of the Green. I don't know if he listens, but you know, he he interacts. He interacts. Um, Minnesota guy, big beer guy, right? Yeah. Always shoots down my my beer shout out. So respect. (laughs) He shoots down mine too, though, because he doesn't like IPA. No, IPAs. he's anti IPA. Yeah, he's anti IPA. <laughs> he like, like super pro sour, sour saisons, yeah, or something like farmhouse. that. Farmhouse, disgusting, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <But> anyway, <laughs> it's, it's <hard> <laughs> wow. He says he's not rooting against him unless he's playing LFC. So he's like not too pro. I think that's a fine. I think I think that's a fine. Yeah. Middle ground. I'm I'm still a little iffy on it. Like, if you're rooting for him, no. You're rooting for Chelsea. Because then you're rooting for Chelsea. (laughs) Um, But not kind of like not rooting against him. All right. And then old at, I think just JAC who won, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Azul, 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 Texas, (laughs) non-OLSC. I thought you were saying Azul. Oh, yeah, that's, that's 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 an iffy account. Uh, is it? But always positive. Never had a bad interaction. But um, that name is just uh... a shout out to this guy though, because I'm looking at his timeline right now. Not only does he follow the Gringos account, but he also followed and retweeted my own personal account, which I try to keep separate from all of this. Uh, <laughs> also, also posts a lot of beer stuff, um, but just came straight forward and said, "Shame me." Just said shame me, which I assume means he's a Pulisic stand. You might have been right when you were about <laughs> iffy on this account. Um, so we need to shame him at JAC who won. Um, appreciate the follow, the retweet, the beer tweets. Um, but shame on you. You are absolutely in the wrong. Shame on you. You are now lumped in with Manchester City, uh, human rights violations, Donald Trump. Uh, MLS and Don Garber. You have put yourself in that category on the two Red Gringos today. Um, 
That's shame. Shame. Shame oh. on you. <laughs> shame. Finally, old Babu chimes in. Uh, shout out to the at B-A-B-U-Y-A-G-U, who we will not call Steven. We will only call Babu. Um, <laughs> says, uh, old, did we, did we get a confirmation on this in one episode? Craig, crack, crack stats? Craig stats? Crack stats. I think R-A-Q-U-E-S-T-A-T-S. Because it's a Brazilian um, thing. Yep. So he's saying, can he replace Eden Hazard on Chelsea? Um, and a quick check at the stats say no. So, <laughs> so that is the holistic like overview of we had one brave soul, um, foolish brave soul that wanted to be shamed, yeah, um, and a handful of people that, as Stan says, get off the fence. And you have been shamed. Um, you have. So there are actually, based off of uh, what you've, uh, your early polling, uh, Pat, are people really towing the line with this guy? I think so. I think that's what we're getting. I think that's what we're getting on Twitter. We have a lot of, even, I I love Coleman. I love Coleman. Like, he's just like, like Twitter positivity, right? Like that is like this Uber football Twitter that's just only positive, Right. Because we can get negative. We all know. And Stan, you live in this world more often than we do. Like, you, you get in, into the muck with these people. I do. Um, I do. But, but Coleman's like uber positive. I even think he's kind of tiptoeing that line a little bit. Uh, props to, to the, the Azul Texas non-OLSC who's coming straight forward and saying, like, shaming. At least he's pick a side. We shamed him. But then Puck, a little bit in between. Garrett... The shenanigator, um, at least he's he's siding with us. Um, and then a Jose Eduardo, Eduardo uh, Cuellar uh, supports him for USA. And that's the only one I'm okay with. Like, as an American root for him, but then he also says he doesn't like him when he's playing against Mexico, too. So that I'm cool with. I'm on board. But yeah. A couple people, a couple people on the fence. <laughs> um. So I do want to end on a positive note, and it's with our main hero of this week. And this is a man who has appeared in the heroes before, but he's never been the, I I don't think he's ever been the main feature of a hero segment, but he earned it this week. Yeah. Um, Stan, I know, I know you, you follow Alex Mansfield. I know we both, we all do. Um, His dragging of a Pogba, a Pogba stan on Twitter, uh, had me had me dying, and it had me it had me reminded of this. Expose him! Expose him! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Expose yes. him! Expose him! Yeah. So uh, for those for those who don't know, a guy. Ooh came sideways at Alex Manfield, Mansfield, which is always a mistake. It's it's like coming at Babu or Simon Brundish, Dan Kennett, that level. He's going to hit you with the stats. Mm-hmm. And in this one, the the question was, who, what player is more creative than Paul Pogba? And Alex told him, I'm going to hit you with 52 players that are more cre- that created more chances than Paul Pogba last season 
the guy didn't believe him, thought that, oh, you're just going to say that without presenting any evidence. He's like, okay, you asked for it. Here's the whole list. I'm going to quickly go through. I don't want to pray. <laughs> I'm going to quickly go. I don't want to pray. James Madison, Luka Milivojevic, <laughs> Jao Matinho, Gilfie Sigurdsson, Pascal Gross, Lucas Digne, Robert Snodgrass, Aaron Moy, Anthony N- Knockart, <laughs> Matt Ritchie, Felipe Anderson, Granite Xhaka, Jose Holobas, Tr- Trent Alexander-Arnold, Jean-Michel Seri, Victor Camarasa, Dwight McNeil, James Milner, Christian Eriksen, Joe Rawls, Solly March, Willian, Ryan Fraser, Ashley Young, Eden Hazard, Kieran Tripper, <laughs> Trippier, James Ward-Prowse, Ilkin Gundawai, Johan Goodmanson, John Joe Shelby, Andros Townsend, Ashley Westwood, Chris, Chris Lerva, Ryan Sessignon, Ruben Neves, uh, David Luiz, <laughs> David Luiz, David Luiz. Ra- Robbie Brady, <laughs> Alex Pritchard, Andrew Robertson, Joe Bryan, Janino Bacuna, or Bacuna, uh, Luke Shaw, Philip Billing, Rashid <laughs> Ghazal, Ben Chilwell, Dale Stevens, DeAndre Yedlin, Diego Rico, Juan Mata, Kevin De Bruyne, Lucas Torreira, and Mark Albrighton. <laughs> All right, I know yeah. we normally put like good, like tactical, like sound bites as like the two Reg Ringos shout out for the episode to promote it. I think that that has to be one. It could only be Phil. Because God knows I'm not getting, I'm not going to pronounce those names right. <laughs> but Stan, hey you guys, were, so I have to. Stan, uh, you were all over this. I, yeah, uh, real. I'm sorry, real quick. Do I have to um, introduce a new poison in the case that I uh, switch off from my oh. main one? I mean, it's uh, it's more poison? than welcome right now. Um, yeah, it's, I know we're at the end or damn near, but um, I had to. Switch back to uh, Sierra Nevada Hot Bullet, the uh, oh, double nice. IPA. Nice. I think this is a uh, that's a seven point five, I think, or is it eight? It's a seven point five or eight, but uh, more along the lines of a hazy, a lot more hazy than the uh, Hop Stupid. So mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Sierra Nevada. Um, but yeah, oh my god, the dragging <laughs> from Mansfield. <laughs> he then went back and did it. Later on, and I went to bed and woke up to it, and I was like, "Oh shit, he's still doing it." He did it again <laughs> to another guy. Yeah, about long long balls, about long balls created by Pogba. He went he went full like Babu, and took on like an entire like section of football Twitter. It, and just <laughs> not even like it, and just eviscerated him. Where, like, maybe normal accounts, like, cowered after he said it and realized they were wrong. And then, like, the idiot accounts, like, chimed up. Like, the only parallel in, like, real life that I can think about this is, like, Obama with the birth certificate. <laughs> where it was just, like, some ridiculous claim and he just starts by shooting it down saying, like, you guys are idiots. But in a way that makes the other people look like idiots without presenting the evidence. And then they keep pushing. They Like, idiots keep pushing. And so he finally just kind of slaps it on the table and eviscerates them and like that is like that that's always going to be a hero moment for the gringos like anytime you can take on and completely destroy i think i said this to stan on twitter i'm like he's ruining families right because <laughs> i think i think at least like literally one family might have been ruined by what he did like he had to upset somebody so much like 
the divorce paperwork is in the works, right? <laughs> somebody walked, somebody walked out of the home. But I say pay for those families. <laughs> you need to, because it, it was complete, like scorched earth, to that mm-hmm. section of football Twitter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. Those, I mean, we talk about the the FIFA kids or whatnot. I mean, just just for somebody to come out there with that amount of knowledge and data and research, I'm like. No, I'm going to put out a thread about how wrong you are. <laughs> I just stood there, just applauding, just applauding. It was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely class. Um, and I think, I don't know, that is, it, it is the quintessential, as as you said, that is the quintessential gringos dragging because – I, I don't know if you guys saw this because I know I, I'm probably more so watch. Oh, yeah, I think, Stan, you probably saw this. The uh, the video of the Reds pitcher who decided to fight the entire Yo. Pirates team. Yes, yes, that's my guy. That Garrett kid, that's my favorite pitcher. I don't even care. That's, that's if – it, as Alex went in as if that dude ran over to the bench and knocked everyone out with one punch to each. Like if he had just decimated the entire team, that was, that was, that was Alex's equivalent on, uh, on Twitter. So yeah, just charging headlong into a ignorant, ignorant side of football Twitter and just tearing them down. Uh, absolutely love to see it. And just and like that. Flexing. We'd say nothing this. <laughs> And we've Sorry. got another gift to like finish out the thread. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Taking off the entire team. Oh man! So that about does it for us guys. Um, I think <laughs> I think we probably probably hit the uh, hit the end of this one. Stan, thank you so much for 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 joining us for the season opener. It is always a blast to have you on and. I think uh, I think we can say this was a, a rousing success in our in our first uh, episode of season six. Always happy to jump on with you guys, uh, Phil, Pat. Thanks for having me, uh, Phil. Great job hosting as always, Pat. Uh, you trolled me half the summer, but it did <laughs> encourage me to uh, get that fire jacket. So thank you. Oh, so it, it's oh. in my possession now, and, and thank you. Next time we do a poll. <laughs> Don't put me up against Verge, but uh, no, thanks guys. Any any time, always a pleasure. Hey, you almost won. You almost beat Verge too. Which, um, yeah. If you guys, uh, if you guys have enjoyed this, you can check us out on uh, pretty much any podcast platform that you use: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. I know Pat has a particular soft spot for uh, for our Spotify placement. Um, but Fine. you can find us pretty much anywhere, Two Red Gringos. And then we're also on social media, Twitter, um, Two Red Gringos. If you find us there, you can jump in on all this banter that we're talking about, all this all this t- football Twitter nonsense. You can, uh, you can join in the fun there. So I hope you guys have enjoyed. And until, uh, until next time, adios. Adios. I let the sun come down Without telling you Exactly what I mean And you might never know I let the sun come down 
let the sun come down. I let the sun come down without letting you know exactly what I mean, exactly what you mean to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't let my death be about my death. Please don't make no. All right.